Welcome back to the Sports Booth Podcast. I'm back with my co-host, Husey. G'day, g'day. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Very well. Uh, despite the result yesterday, I'm doing okay. But, you know, it's, it's too expected. Yeah, it's it's as much as it may hurt you, yeah. you're not the first to be beaten by the Storm this season. No, so, exactly right. Uh, we were just touching on, on Husey's Dragons, which, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, after it was a good run. It was a good run. Yeah, was the, 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 first, yeah, the first half wasn't too bad. And they then, held on quite... Quite well. The defense was was sticking in there, and then it just sort of fell apart. Fell apart. Part of the end. As 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 happens against the storm is just sort of once you start getting blown out, the will to continue fighting just they just sap it from teams somehow, and yeah, that's it. I mean, I will we'll touch on the we'll touch on the dragons a little later, <laughs> um, probably in my in one of my sections there. Yeah. Um, and about my my thoughts on them, but yeah, we'll. Despite that, we were the longest odds of the entire weekend. We, it was they were paying eleven dollars, so pretty steep odds. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's held them under fifty points, so you have still got a chance to win the premiership. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. I mean, of the, lo- of the last three weeks, we've done uh, the last three teams the Storm have played. We've held them to the least amount of points. So taking some boxes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. So let's go into it. We 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 primarily rugby rugby league. And a bit of American sports, so we're going to go through those today. Obviously, uh, Super Rugby, we had around twelve. We'll touch base on that. Mm-hmm. In our, I think it was around eight or nine. Can't remember. Um, and we had the NBA and the Formula One that yep. went today. So that's what we'll be covering today. Mm-hmm. But let's just go straight into Super Rugby, okay? Yeah. Free, 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 close game, three blowouts. Mm. So bit of a mixed bag of a week. But we'll start from results, top to bottom. Blue seventy-one, Rebels twenty-eight. I mean. Rebels don't know how to tackle. Yeah, just it's just insane the amount of points that were piled on the first half. I looked at the score, the halftime score. I'm like, okay, it was a good game. Oh, that's halftime. <laughs> like, yeah, 47, 14 at the half. And yeah. the crazy thing was, it was fourteen nil. Yeah, to the, the Rebels. Rebels. You scored first, and you just sort of thought, oh wow, they might be on for one here, and then no, very quickly no. <laughs> that's that Blues team's got weapons all over the yeah. field. So it is. It's a dangerous backline, dangerous team. Yep. When they get going, they're very good. Um, but there are ways to beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, second game and probably probably the surprise of the round, I would say. Surprise yeah. of the round. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the results. The Reds losing to the Highlanders, 19-27 in Queensland. Yeah. You know, this was, as I've built them up, the top Australian team losing to what we what we can argue is the worst New Zealand, New Zealand team. team. And, and pretty comfortably, I guess. Yeah, results. I mean, injuries, injury bug has definitely hit the Reds. I understand the loss, but to be... Contender side, you have to overcome those losses. I mean, hard to overcome the loss of Taniela Tupo, but still, yeah, I would have expected a bit more fight out of the Reds for this one. But this goes into what I've been saying: the Brumbies are the best <laughs> Australian team. So, well, you go all the way up until that Australian division, that game, the Brumbies against the Reds in Queensland, where the Reds just absolutely dominated them. Yep. And it was like, okay, this Red team's taking that, that step. And I'm going to touch base on later, but I actually think it's Brad Form. And I think he's yeah. got a got a guilty conscience against New Zealanders <laughs> because he's he's been in all black. So he goes, yeah. I can't beat those New Zealand teams. I'll just I'll lay waste to the Australian side. and yeah. I, I won't touch the New Zealand okay, side. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask a bit more about Brad Fawn and, and a bit more discussion later. But that was that second game. Then we had Moana Pacifica jumping out to a seventeen nil. Yeah. And I, I said I said it in my roundup of the the review of the week. I said it's a typical Waratahs thing to go out, beat the Crusaders, yeah. do so well, and then go, oh, Moana Pacifica, oh, let's let's Take cross this one. So yeah. a really good turnaround to win 26-20 yeah. in the end from the Waratahs, and I said it as well, 
Waratahs of last year wouldn't have wouldn't, won this game. No, I was gonna, I was gonna quote you just then. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Took the the right out on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your resilience from the Waratahs, which is what they were lacking last year, and um, yeah, Dylan Peach is continuing to impress every every week, getting getting better and better, and um, yeah, look, I mean, there's a potentially a gold jersey in, in his. I mean, okay. that was the thing. We, I said it last week when we came on this podcast, and I said your wingers didn't hadn't fired yet. They hadn't yeah. fired. That was the the kind of the, the lacking part mm. of the Waratahs was you didn't have finishers. Now you've got Peach doing what Peach is doing, and then Mark Nakasawa. No, I don't know what his actual Mark N. <laughs> yeah Mark N. Uh, well, I, I'm going to learn it for next podcast because yeah. he'll probably score a few more tries, and I have to say it again. So we'll learn it for next podcast. But Mark N. scoring. Just like tries it well, like his try on the weekend was fantastic, yeah. Mark. So I was like, he, he had to play to beat him, beat him quite well. And I, and another person who I think finally took a, another decent step, like he started off the season hot, yeah, kind of didn't wouldn't I wouldn't say slow down, but was held in check and then had a big game. Was uh, Izzy Parisi? I think stepped up again to yes. another level. I was like, okay, yes, he he is as good as we say he is, and he even had a try assist. Get called back from from there was a foot in touch. I don't know if you you saw the highlight or all the, saw that. So there was a foot in touch. Ended up being an offload from Ryan Pacifica. He put on this brilliant grubber as he broke mm. the, broke the line. Brilliant grubber, pick up, pass, try, and it was fantastic. Got called back, and so that wasn't even added into his stats, which were yeah. already incredible. So a good win for the Tars and and what they needed. Again, you may not take you know that you don't get a bonus point out of it, but it's to to win those games are yeah, important. It's winning winning is put and they're the number five team at the moment, which is fantastic. Like this I think at the start of the season you said they were the number five team. That's kind of where they're sitting. <laughs> yeah, they're not a top four four team, but they're they're winning some games at the moment. They're they're playing well at the moment where the Reds are not. And that mm-hmm. will that will get them that high seed uh over the Reds where they will go in and fa- face a number four team which might which will probably be the Chiefs. So, Again, there's, and we'll yeah. touch base on this uh, soon when we talk about the standings and stuff, but there's a lot of that midfield pack is so open at yeah. the moment where it's like, wow, okay, could go any direction. Next game, Chiefs lose to the Brumbies, in which, as we were talking pre-podcast, is probably mm-hmm. the best performance of the season from any team, I think, the Brumbies. Yeah, I'm also going to go back a step as well because it's important for both of these games. Uh, the Australian teams were away in these games. So Australia, yes. the Waratahs... They definitely, we said last week, they fed off the atmosphere at Leicester. So now they're going away to a hostile crowd. Um, and they still, you know, after going down that much came back. I think that's really important for the Waratahs to have done. Yes. You know, for sure it's not a, a, facing Moana Pacifica in New Zealand is not the same as facing a New Zealand team in New Zealand. New Zealand for sure. Exactly. But it is, but it, it's a lucky scheduling thing for the Waratahs because they're building up to that. The next game though, Chiefs and Brumbies, Brumbies, you, you were saying just before the podcast, to go into Hamilton and beat the Chiefs. That's a fantastic result for the Rumbies. I think the last time an Australian team, I'm sure I heard this correctly, beat the Chiefs in Hamilton was 2013. Mm. So, and it was the Brumbies themselves. So, I mean, that's a huge result. Like again, yeah. I I rated the Brumbies lower than in in my preseason. You know yeah. what I thought the predicted standings would be, and the Brumbies and Reds have kind of switched spots yeah. in that because the Brumbies have come out and okay, yes, you beat the Highlanders, tick that box. You beat the Hurricanes at home. You take that box to go across the ditch mm. to beat arguably the the third best on their day have beaten the Crusaders. Yep. So arguably you could even put them second best behind the Blues. Again, 
They lost to the Blues in Eden Park by missing a penalty on the stroke of full time for a 45 metre penalty. So, not an yeah. easy penalty. So, one of the, the competitive, the, the top, top teams of this comp, and you beat them by 10 points, and you made it look pretty damn easy in, in, in the whole run of scheme of things. I was just like, I was in amazement mm. of what the Brumbies have done. Now, we touched on it. They've got three games left. Everyone's got three games left, except yep. for the Force of Minor Pacifica. One game against Minor Pacifica, two games that are, are big Crusaders and the Blues, both at home. They've got the Crusaders, I believe, this week. They win one of those two games. I fully go, okay, they can win it. Now, I'm yep. not saying they can't win it from here because they definitely can. I just, I go, you move from, you know, contenders to like, you know, number one seed, yeah. you know, top dogs, where actually it, it'll have to run through Canberra just yep. about. Like, the Blues have to keep winning because they know that the Brumbies, if they don't, if they don't, like, a fascinating thing will be, I think it's last, it may be last game of the, the season. Maybe Brumbies against Blues. Yeah, the number one seed may be up for grabs, which is a huge. And it might end up being like a, a preview of the final as well. Like it, it could, we could see that repeat matchup. Exactly. If if, if the Brumbies win this game on uh, Saturday against the Crusaders, they they pretty much all bar lock up the number two seed. Yeah. So it means at some point you're probably going to have to go into Canberra and win mm-hmm. if you want to win it, unless you're the Blues. So a, a huge kind of shift I would say after this game and coming up to this game for the Brumbies for Australian rugby that was the the fourth game in the round to move on to the fifth game Force versus the Crusaders big win for the Crusaders 53 yep. uh, 15 now again it's anytime you play the Crusaders after they've lost you're in some trouble like yep. it's just one of those ones where you're like shit like Force who are normally you know gritty fighters just yeah. you couldn't keep up it's the, it's like it's the classic uh, the the bully picking on the younger kid because he's been picked on by an even bigger bully. So, yeah. You're calling the Waratahs the biggest bullies, Oh, yeah, absolutely. They bullied the Crusaders last week. And Crusaders coming out this week and just, like, taking it out. Taking it out on the poor force. Force their little kid, like, just take my lunch money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, Will Jordan in fine form, but... Crusaders. Then yep. we go into the last game, which was my Hurricanes bouncing back again. Same, not we don't have the same kind of. I think the Hurricanes lose. You're probably not thinking such a bounce yeah. back, but this game was was pivotal uh, for the bounce back of the Canes after their loss against the Brumbies last week, 67-5 mm. over a Dura side. Again, you've got to go easy on these sides who are first time in the comp. You're probably going to get some games like this. They'll yeah. be disappointed with that result. It does. It's not a true reflection of their ability, but sometimes these games can happen. It's had potential many a times this season for the Dura to get blown out, and they've stayed in the fight, which has been fantastic. Unfortunately, just this game, it, it, it got away from them in Wellington against the Hurricane side that needed a victory. Yep. So, um, But yeah, that was Super Rugby, I guess, for this round. couple of questions in, in this. We've talked about the Brumbies actually winning it, so I'll skip mm. over that. Now, Brad Fawn, I said he had a guilty conscience, and I'm thinking about like, you know, yeah. a bit like that. He's struggling to beat New Zealand teams. Now, there was talk of him becoming the next Australian coach after, like, Dave Rennie, the succession plan and stuff like that. Somewhere along the line, he has to be in the New Zealand team to even be considered, yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? I think, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd personally like to see, I mean, I'm, I'm really keen to see how Rennie does in the upcoming uh, World Cup and in, in this year's international series against England. Like, I think this year is going to be a massive test uh, for the Aussies and for Rennie's coaching style. But, you know, I, I, uh, I was reading an article the other day that, um, the Waratahs show why it's important to believe in Australian coaching and to believe in, in to believe in giving an Australian coach the reins to, 
redevelop a, a team and redevelop a, a system and, and everything like that. So, yeah, I think I'd like to see maybe an Australian coach after Rennie. Um, but I guess also best man uh, or woman for the job, you know. Uh, if if Brad Thorne comes out and comes out firing and is able to take the Reds to you know even greater success than they've enjoyed until they're able to win the competition or, or whatever – then yeah, I mean he can he should should certainly be in the discussion. Um, yeah, the Reds have just have, have struggled this year against New Zealand teams, so it's not doing it's not doing his resume for that job any favors. Exactly, yeah, and then that's what I'm thinking as well. Like a lot of talk, and I think you're not wrong, Darren Coleman. If he hasn't proven himself a worthy yeah. coach to do what I don't think many could do. Um, I think there will be talk, depending how these Waratahs go over the next few years. They they obviously are taking steps in the right direction. Next couple of years, yeah. I think you'll see Rennie obviously get this World Cup and then from there it'll be the succession plan and, and what Rennie wants to do, if Rennie goes well enough at this World Cup, obviously you're not going to say no. bugger off, you know what I mean. So, yeah, that that was that. Now, okay, let's jump into the standings. I'll um, just get... So currently we sit with the Blues on top, Brumby second, two points behind, mm-hmm. Crusaders third on... So Blues 45, Brumby's 43, Crusaders 39. So we're going to start with kind of... Analyzing those three, Brumbies have to play both the Crusaders and Blues in the next yeah. few weeks. So it's 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 going to make a man out of them. Now they've got Moana yeah. Pacifica sitting at the bottom. Obviously, you count that as a win, kind of really. They need to pick up five points there. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they they should win that. Uh, it it'd be the I think that would be arguably the upset of the season if uh, Moana Pacifica beat the Brumbies, considering where they where all those teams are standing now. I mean, yes, the Moana Pacifica beat the Hurricanes, but the Brumbies are a better team than the Hurricanes this season. Uh, so, yeah, I think that would be probably the upset of the season if Moana Pacifica pull that off. I mean, they showed against the Waratahs they're a competent team there in these fights. They're not just here to make up the numbers. So it could happen. I, I think the Brumbies need to avoid what the Waratahs nearly did this week of falling into a complacency trap against the against Moana Pacifica. And and I think what will be really interesting is the Brumbies will just about know where they finish by the time. So they play the Crusaders, then the Blues, mm-hmm. then they play Moana Pacifica. So say they beat the Crusaders, lose the Blues. Let's yeah. just say take that as an example. They're, they're finishing second no matter what. So they'll probably rest a few players against Moana Pacifica, not the end of the world type yeah. thing like that. So, I mean, these three teams, the Crusaders to stay in this fight have to beat the Brumbies on the weekend. Yeah. So the Blues have the Reds this weekend, which is no easy win. Like if yeah. the Reds can actually show up, they're a, they're a good enough team. Mm-hmm. Then they've got the Brumbies and then the Waratahs. So the three hardest, you know, Australian teams left. Yeah. Crusaders have Brumbies this weekend, Drula and Reds. So, you know, you can shout them up for a guaranteed win and probably two because they've got the Reds at home to yeah. finish. So I'm looking at those three teams are in for a fascinating finish to yeah. decide who's going to finish one, two, home semifinal. Prospects, prospects mm. on the card. Then we go to the next group, which is the four to seven. So the Chiefs on thirty-two and fourth, the Waratahs on thirty-two and fifth, the Reds on thirty-one and sixth, and the Hurricanes on twenty-nine and seventh. That's our next kind of four yeah. to look at. It's the middle of the pack, like the the teams that should be uh, in the finals that have got they've got a chance to. I think all of those teams have got a chance to upset one of the higher placed teams. Yep. Um, but to be to to be honest, I think uh, really it's the Chiefs that have got the. I mean, well, it says it, it's in the standings. The Chiefs have got the best chance to upset one of those uh, big teams. Um, and quite honestly, at the moment, I 
even though they're four, five, six, seven in Chiefs, Waratahs, Reds, Hurricanes, I rank them Chiefs, Waratahs, Hurricanes, Reds. Yeah. I mean, we'll see on we'll see on Saturday who's better between the Waratahs and the Hurricanes. Uh, so, I th- yeah, I think, but that that's how I currently see them, and that's how I see their potential of upsetting one of those top three teams um, and potentially. Uh, making it even further beyond. Now, yeah, the Chiefs have the easiest run into the into this. They've got, on the weekend, they've got the Rebels yep. in Melbourne. You'd expect to win. Then they've got the Western Force at home, expect to win. Yep. And then they finish off with the Dura in Fiji, I believe. Don't quote me on that. I just, I, I think, I know they've got one more game in Fiji, so I would assume they'd save the last yep. one for them. Again, three games be, they expect to win. Should be a clean run home. And they should expect just about maximum points yep. going from that. The Waratahs next. Now, they've got the Hurricanes, so the big, a massive matchup yep. this weekend, yep. which we will be live streaming. All right, so jump onto our YouTube channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, about 7-ish, we'll probably be going live, uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, uh, to see my Hurricanes versus Hughes' Waratahs and commentate, because you don't want to listen to stand sport, let's no. be honest. So the Waratahs against hun- uh, Hurricanes going to make a big, big kind of decision here. Uh, uh, Impact of the standings here. Mm-hmm. Then we go Waratahs against Highlanders in Dunedin. Massive game again. Big now, game. again, you'd say past experience, Highlanders, you'd, you'd say are the favourites. But going into the season, the way the Highlanders have played, you'd still you'd still go yeah. Waratahs probably favourites, but it's tight. Favorite, but it's, it's not tight. a given. It's not a given like sort of the Chiefs run home. And then you finish off with the Blues. so Which is another huge one. And if the Waratahs have got... If they've got any aspirations, yes, they took down the Crusaders... Uh, but they did lose to the Chiefs. If they can take it to the Blues, even if they even if it's a close result against the Blues, the Waratahs will come out of that positively. But look, already this season, the Waratahs are seven and four. Right? Uh, at worst, they're seven and seven this season. So 50 percent, which is a huge increase from zero percent last season. So um, I I don't think the Waratahs are done yet. Though I don't think they're content with where they are. I think they think they can do more than just put in an appearance at one finals game this season. Yes. And I think my, my big thing here is, uh, say say you don't look, beat the Hurricanes, okay? So the Hurricanes move up to 33. Let's say you get a bonus point. Both of them 33. Mm-hmm. We'll just sit there. Highlanders is a must-win game. Yeah. However, looking at the red schedule, they have the Crusaders this week. No, they well, like, they have the Blues this week. Yeah. They have the Crusaders in the last week and Moana Pacifica in the middle. Yeah. At, I believe it's home, the Moana Pacifica game. It is at home. So, one game given a win, let's say, let's give them one win and let's give them a bonus point. So, I say they finish on maybe 36 points. Yeah. 36 points. So, the goal has to be to finish above 36 points if you want to finish in that top six. Yeah. Because if you finish above top six, if we look at the Hurricanes, who have the Waratahs, the Rebels, and the Western Force. So, so again, if, if, they, if the Hurricanes win against you guys, they could end up 33 Let's go 37, 30, 41. So they could definitely be pushing, you know, the Chiefs drop any points or anything mm-hmm. like that, a top four spot. If the Warat- uh, Hurricanes still don't beat the Waratahs, again, they can still finish above the Reds. So yeah. there's two wins there for the Hurricanes. They probably finish six spots. Now, again, we're going to just, I'm just claiming the Highlanders are finishing eighth. I don't see yeah. Highlanders finishing any lower than eighth. Yeah, um, I, I can't see, I can't see Rebels Force, um, Fiji, or Moana Pacifica finishing. Higher than that, yeah. so to for the best chance of the rebels because they're on the same four and uh, same uh, wins and losses at the moment. Uh, uh, Western Force not far behind, and they've got a game in hand to and. play. But yeah, I, d- I don't see I don't see any of them 
finishing atop the the Highlanders. Yeah, and the Highlanders have the force this weekend. So if they win that, they pretty much, pretty much I think, silence in. the doubters because then they've got your Waratahs yeah. at home again, even match up there, and then they finish with the Rebels. So it yeah. may come down to last game of the yeah, season. And it's, the all, it's Rebels, in their own hands. It's in their own hands. The, yeah, yeah. If the Rebels can somehow upset the Chief of the Hurricanes, which would be a, another big surprise, mm. it can. It can. We could see it. They they may be. In with a shout on that last game. Same with the Force. If the Force can upset the Highlanders this weekend and beat Moana Pacifica, you're probably looking actually at the Force having a better chance at doing it. But one of them still has to beat over the Chiefs of the Hurricanes, and I yeah. don't see that happening. So I say we lock Highlanders into eighth. Now looking at looking at this table, it is where do you want to finish? Because top four teams obviously get a home quarter final. Yeah. If I'm a Hurricane supporter, which I am, which is fantastic. The last place I would like like to travel is to either Christchurch or to Auckland. Yeah. So the best finishing position for me, as I look at it, is six of the Brumbies, Loosers, the Crusaders, and finish third. Mm-hmm. So here's my ideal final table. I'm now looking at it. <laughs> First, the Blues. Second, the Crusaders. Third, Brumbies. Fourth or fifth, Chiefs or Waratahs. Don't really mind. Yeah. If I'm all in honesty, I'd rather the Waratahs finish fourth and we uh, Chiefs finish fifth. Us in six, Red seventh, Highlanders eighth. Perfect table for me. If you guys finish fourth, probably perfect table for you uh, as well. Getting a home final for the Waratahs, no matter no matter the result after that, that's a huge a huge, a, a huge win. Huge, huge win. Yeah. So then from there, it would be a very interesting final series. Yeah. A very interesting final series. Now, it may not pan out like that. The Brumbies finished second. I still think we finished above the Reds. And then, again, I, I want to see an Australian team probably make the semifinals. Yeah. I think it's going to be good for the competition. It needs to kind of happen. Brumbies are the best chance at it. For sure. But having at least, what do we have, you've got three teams in there, gives you a good a good chance. The Reds on their day aren't, again, have competed in every single game. They have just haven't found a way to win. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm excited. But this brings up me onto my last point. Now, my only issue with this final series is, again, I would still rather at six. We discussed mm. this, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. But I would also think we should definitely be looking at the way the NRL does it. Yes. Because how dare the Highlanders, who may make it in with four wins and ten losses, yeah. <laughs> get a chance to beat the Blues in Eden and Eden Park the Blues out. and knock the Blues out. Yep. Like I you, agree with you've that. earned nothing. Again, I I've, I've now since our discussion I've more I mean like actually I don't mind eight, but yeah. you, there needs to be something for making top that's, four. That's sort of what I was saying last week. You need a benefit for staying for being in the top four. So yeah, I, I would be a fan of fan of that as well. So and then you also get a great first week of finals because then you have uh, Blues versus Chiefs. Blues versus Chiefs, Brumbies versus Crusaders. And again, and then and then both of them get a lifeline, which they all like. Yeah. You're telling me again, say it finishes the way I said it. Third Hurricanes, uh, third Brumbies, six Hurricanes. There's no way the Hurricanes deserve to be knocking the Brumbies out in the first round. Yeah. The Brumbies have earned their top four spots. So again, just a. Yeah. Have a peer into I mean, it. look, and then you get as well, you also get a reward. I think it, I'm going to take the standings as they currently are, yeah. not your uh, fictional fictional standings, but just as they currently are. Yeah. And no, it's not. They're just, just look, <laughs> look at the table as it is. Oh, no, yeah. But so first week of finals, we get Blues versus Chiefs, great game. Brumbies versus Crusaders, great game. Then you get Waratahs versus Highlanders, Reds versus Hurricanes. Both of those games will also be close. And as well for someone, and then also uh, Waratahs, more teams get a, get a home final. So you're also spreading exactly. the finals out. Yes. The Waratahs also have a higher chance of winning the finals game, which is great. I think that's <laughs> a positive. But it is positive for finishing fifth and sixth. You feel like you've accomplished something 
feeling finishing fifth and sixth exactly. as well. So I, I definitely agree that I don't see any uh, negatives to it. Maybe timing, but an extra couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I get it, but I'm like, like I just think you know, fifth versus eight. Yeah, you probably get a decent sell of the CG. Yeah, you get, you you get, get a, a good game. You, you and well, a good game and yeah. a, and a good like crowd because you're hosting a finals, even yeah. if it's not the the. It, if your team gets through this stage, they go to the next one. It's mm-hmm. like I just see it. I see. I'm like, man, there's a couple of missed opportunities from this first yeah. first year of Super Rugby. And again, it was it's a learning curve for everyone. But I go, if you sit here and you go, I it would it would ruin the competition just about. And I don't want to say it in in a disheartening way. If the Highlanders get through on four wins, ten losses, which they could easily do, mm-hmm. even five wins, nine losses, and then knock out uh, thirteen and one Blues team. I just go, you know, some questions yeah. have to be imagine, asked. Imagine if, you know, I mean, I, I think that's another reason why it's good that the red card system is a 20-minute thing. But imagine if someone gets red carded in the third minute from the Blues team, they're playing a man down the entire game or 20 minutes and the Highlanders rack up a score from there or more cards happen and things like that. It's a, it's a terrible refereeing decision that can decide that, can ruin the entire Blues season. Yeah. Because yeah. once, once it is final time, it's, it's sudden death. Every decision is amplified that much more. Hundred percent. So I just I don't know. Again, another take from me where I go, mm. we've got a we've got a lot right this season. We have. Yeah. I think it's, if, it's building. If if someone can slowly get into New Zealand rugby's brain, that smaller stadiums work better. When you yeah. watch like hearts and you see the Waratahs fans, as we're going to see this weekend, as we watch live, watch us, follow us as we watch live. You hit listen to us as you what, watch what, live. What time's game? Seven forty-five. There you go. 7.45, guys. That's the time again. Tune in. <laughs> where, where can they watch? We will, yes. So, yeah, 100%. Again, I just I just go like heart. Just, it's just, it's, there's yeah. stuff there. There's a lot that has been good from the season, and I want to continue on being good, and I think there's ways to improve it. Yep. All right. Agreed. Super Rugby, how good. Let's move Rugby. on to the NRL, okay? Yes. Another big round. Another, I would say... I would say predictable round because Luke hot, the first time. finally got six out of eight. <laughs> it's the first time you've actually tipped better than me. Uh, it, uh, things happen in this world, and and it's as you know what it is. It's because of my Raiders. It's because of my yeah. Raiders finally came through for you. <laughs> yeah. Who would have? Who would have thought? Who would? Not me. Clearly. <laughs> who would have thought the Raiders would actually show up? I mean, was the Bulldogs? But <laughs> again, a win's a win. I took it. Yep. Uh, yes, 100%. round nine. Let's go through our good, bad, and ugly. Yep. Um, as I take it for, I'm going to start because I always do. Uh, my good, the Parramatta Eels. Yes. All right. Now, very good. Now, now, great game. And always the battle of the West is always a great game. And don't get me wrong, the Panthers were eventually going to lose. It's not a bad thing that they lost. Rady, rady, rah, rah, rah. Well, it is a bad thing because now the Storm are top of the table again. But, well, the they, they've yeah. got a, they've got an opportunity this week to beat the storm, yeah. which they could easily do. But again, my thing from this is okay. Jacob Arthur was obviously a failed experiment. Like I don't mind trying it. I know he got trolled a lot, and I yeah. get I get angry Parramatta fans. But you don't have to do that. But yeah. I go, it was a failed experiment. You, tr- tr- you I don't, had to try something. One hundred percent. When yeah. you get injuries, you try something. This Parramatta Eels team, when it comes to the end of the season, need to be ready for anything, yeah. as they've shown in the past two years. That's the only time that matters. Neither of these teams are going to look back at this game and go, that game changed our season. All it told us was how good the Parramatta Eels are, which is a lot better than them playing the past two weeks. Yes. So that was my good. It was it was more that, you know what, it, it, when they're together and when it clicks, the Parramatta Eels are a good team. My bad. We said it last week, I think, when the uh, 
Manly Seagulls lost a man to the to the red card in about the tenth minute against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. That no team can win a game with eighty min or seventy minutes with a man down. Mm. Well, sixty three minutes you can apparently do it. Yeah, because the fucking Sharks absolutely whipped the Warriors with a man down for sixty three minutes and down to eleven men for ten of those minutes as well. So, I mean, the Warriors might my, my bad. That was just dreadful. You can't, you cannot explain away. Being up a man for 63 minutes, mm-hmm. being up two men for for 10 of those 63 minutes, and not coming away with a victory. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm going to touch on them all myself as well, but it's just, <laughs> just disgraceful. Yeah, it's bad. And and that's, I don't know where to go for the Warriors. That's, this is, that is my issue. Yeah. I go, as a New Zealander, you always support the Warriors. I just don't, like, that was such a disheartening result. Yeah. After last week, after playing so well against the Raiders, I just go, where, where's the next? Now, my ugly. My next one, my ugly is the Rabbitohs. And it's not, it was hard for me to find an ugly this week because there was a lot more bad. And I'm mm. like, I could look at the Knights. They were ugly again. You could look at, you know, the Bulldogs not beating the Raiders. There was a few, but mm. my ugly is the Rabbitohs just for the performance against the Broncos, and it's not so much the performance, but it's Ring Diggity yeah. himself. The fact that that it's all the, happened, oh. that the, the the whole state of it, that just how they were left to yeah to stew the, in their, their decisions. The, yeah, made. the ultimate. Um, it's not me, it's you, kind of thing. Like the ultimate breakup win for Adam Reynolds, and the fact he got a try in it as well was cherry on top. Just yeah, I mean, absolutely like. It, Everyone came out at the end of the game and said, well, you know, we know now who made the wrong decision then. It was the Broncos. Oh, sorry, the Rabbitohs. The, the Broncos Rabbitohs. made the right decision. The Rabbitohs. Um, and again, yeah. I, I, they're missing quite arguably one of the best players, if not the best player in the game, in Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. So I don't think the Rabbitohs season's over. You yeah. know what I mean? And like it's they, not... they made it to the finals last year without him. They did have Adam Reynolds then. Yes. I don't think they can make the finals without Latrell Mitchell no, now. Not, th- not this year. But I go, okay... It's not the end of the world for the Rabbitohs. That's why my only argue, ugly is the situation yeah, that unfolded. Exactly. And well, the uh, Rabbitohs to to maybe add some depth for themselves. I don't know if you saw it. today signed with Cody. immediate effect Cody Nicarima to yeah. bring in, and he's gonna he's they had a uh, had a pet New Zealander last year. <laughs> Benji, <laughs> just like, okay, that, that, let's get Cody Nicarima. That worked for us. Let's let's yeah, do that let's again. Get, yeah. Let's get it again. We bring him in as that playmaker role. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think that'll be very good for them and to take some pressure off young Ilias. Although I think he hasn't done terrible this season. No, no, no. And but again, it's good to have that. It's good. It's like the. It's like it's good to be prepared to have that option in behind if someone goes down. Yeah, and again, I think again, what's disappointing me most from the Rabbitohs' performances so far has been their defense. Where mm. last year you knew that this Rabbitohs team just was was gritty, and it's a Wayne Bennett type yep. thing. And I'm sure um, Jason Demarius is doing trying to teach the same things, but it just hasn't been as as gritty on their defense. I remember a point when the Rabbitohs lost by 50 points by to Penrith, Penrith or someone like that and then lost to Storm by like just about 50 points in back-to-back weeks in the middle of the season last year. And I go, this Rabbitohs team still, when they get to finals time, if they make it, exactly, yeah. can, can beat some teams. So I'm, I'm not out with the Rabbitohs yet, but I just thought that was an ugly situation we just saw play out yeah. for the Rabbitohs. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, my good, bad, and the ugly for the week. So I'm, I'm actually... This, this week was a... a uh, a week in which, as well, I struggled to pick out different things because there was a lot of good, there was a lot of bad, there was a lot of ugly. So I've got I've got two goods for this week. Although one of the goods is goes beyond this week, and I think it's the, this NRL season. I think this season has been one of the most entertaining by far. I think the NRL has done a great job of getting people back into the stadiums. We've seen packed stadiums every single week. Uh, like last week for uh, the Dragons had a 
full house against the the Tigers. Anzac Day was a huge huge crowd. Battle of the West was a huge crowd. So, uh, and then this week coming out, we got Magic Round. Uh, and the weather's not going to be great, but I expect to see massive crowds in Brisbane and whoever on the scheduling team scheduled uh, Penrith and Melbourne for Magic Round is a bloody genius. Well, that's because last year they scheduled nunty games. Like yeah. it was like the worst selection of games you could possibly find. So yeah. I think they said, "Hey, let's let's put in a blockbuster and exactly. let's get everyone a bit hyped." So up for it. I think, uh, look, I think overall this NRL season has been amazing. And look, let's there hasn't been that much. Off the field drama. I mean, the biggest off field drama this season has been Kalen Ponga's dad not texting the Knights, <laughs> like some high school oh, yeah. shit. So oh, yeah. I think NRL's done a great job this season. My my good for the round though um, has to be the Cronulla Sharks, the flip side of the New Zealand Warriors uh, game. Um, to be a man down for the majority of the game and to not only just hold on but to to keep stacking the points on is amazing, especially when they were down two men for ten minutes with the Ramian uh, yellow card. So I think that was incredibly well done by the Sharks and it shows why they're a top four side. My bad. I do have two bads for the round as well. So my uh, first bad for the round is, I mean, it has to be my St. George Dragons. Um, <laughs> look, I think the what the, the lineup, the way that um, Hook has got it at the moment, it's enough to beat the bottom teams and to maybe scrape them into the top eight. It's not enough to beat to be competitive against the top teams. There's not enough strike power. There's not enough threat out of fullback. Embai is a great defender. At least he has been these last couple of weeks. But there's no strike power out of the fullback. The times when they've had the most strike power is when those young players have been involved. Jaden Sullivan, Talatau Moan. Sullivan was on the on the bench this week. Amon was thank, did actually uh, get a start because Jack Bird moved into the second row. Um, don't know how Jack Bird started that game with when he broke his arm two weeks ago. But yeah, good on him. Um, but yeah, those young guys need to get involved more. Tyrell also needs to be back on the field. Don't know why he's not there. It showed this way. If you were putting him by in there for the defense, clearly this week showed that it's not good enough. Get Sloan back in the side. My other bad, though, does concern the Dragons as well. Um, but it's not about the Dragons. It is uh, Will Kennedy's coat hanger tackle <laughs> that rightfully saw him red carded. When two weeks ago we saw Daniel Tupo do the exact same thing <laughs> And get nothing. Get nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not even a whiff of cheese. How do, How can the NRL... I said the NRL done a great job this season. I think the NRL done a great job this season ever, except for the bunker or except for rulings on the field. Because how can you look at one of those and say, that's a red card, and look at the other one and say, nothing. Like, that is unbelievable. How can the referees sit there and with themselves and be like, yeah, this is this is good. This is going fine. So, I think the the, the rule for the red card was absolutely hundred percent spot on this weekend. Two weekends ago, Anzac Day, that should have been at the very least a yellow. And so that was my that was my bad was the was the was the ruling and also the dragons. And then my ugly, well, it has to be the Warriors. I mean, <laughs> look. Uh... Centers around one theme this week, and it's it's the it's the really, but yeah. How can you be a man down and not even threaten, like not even look like you're wearing down the opposition? Let alone be two men up for for ten minutes and no points. It's just it's <laughs> it, it it blows the mind when you supposedly got one of the young, brightest stars of the game in Reese Walsh. You know, Sean Johnson's come home. 
all these things. It's supposed to be this is the this is the year for the Warriors to get in the top eight, and just nothing. Just yeah, I I didn't, I didn't have the analogy. You know, flatter than. I don't even know what. Flatter than, <laughs> flatter than a credit card. Just like, there's just nothing. Like, flatter than seven-day-old Sprite. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable. Like, it was so disappointing. It was, and the, the I mean, you could, yes, you could say the Sharks are a great team, but I mean, there's... you got to, you got to muster something. Yeah, like, no matter how great the team is, when they're down a player or down two players, you should at least be scoring one try, something. And, yeah... It was ugly in the extreme for the Warriors. I do. I, I, I have a passion for just going, I haven't seen a Warriors plan in 10 years. Like yeah. Since I last made the grand final, I haven't seen a plan of how the Warriors are going to get back there. And under Nathan Brown, as much as he's probably trying, like it's one of the harder jobs I would say in the NRL was coaching yeah. the Warriors. It's something I, I don't blame him because I don't think it's necessarily his fault. But the, I, I don't like some of the bites like, I didn't for no bloke. One of the buys we've had. I hated the Matt Lodge pickup. I, yeah. I, I just I don't see where they're going to make the grand final. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they've got so much talent in in New Zealand, and they just just for some reason can't can't mm. seem to do a good job of bringing that talent in, getting that talent up to a level, a standard enough. Yeah. That you know they have injuries. Every team has injuries. They and they can, can't can't complain too much of no depth because they just lack talent. Yeah, I, I will give them one saving grace, and that's you know they not playing out of their home stadium and their home games. They're living out of suitcases in hotels and things like that. So we'll give them that saving grace that it's it's not they, – they, they get a little bit of a of, – they get respite. some slack. Some they respite, yeah. Some, some slack. But, and, and if they just lost the game, I could see that. But when you, when you have that advantage, you have to go for the throat, and they, they didn't. And that's why they are my ugly this week. And it's led me on to a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm looking at the standings. Yep. You're looking at the standings. I have a real worry mm-hmm. that our one to nine, those are the only teams that can make the top eight, I truly believe. Now, we're going through the one to nine. Storm, yeah. Panthers, Cowboys, Sharks, Eels, Roosters, Sea Eagles, Broncos, Rabbitohs. Yeah. So the teams I'm saying miss out. Warriors, Dragon, Raiders, West Tigers, Titans, Bulldogs, Knights. Now, I think we can count the Knights out. I think we can count the Bulldogs out. We can count the Tigers out. I'm going as far as just about to count my own Titans out after yeah. what I've seen this season. You asked me preseason. You obviously see the finals last year. Everett, even Cammy Smith said he was expecting big things from them. Yeah. They've disappointed. They could, they still could turn it around. Don't get me wrong. It's early season, but from what I was saying, they're not making the finals. Yeah. Raiders are a similar team where I go. They could turn it around. Yeah. They get hot. They could turn it around. From what I've seen, not the season. Warriors. After what we just witnessed, no. not this season. So I go Dragons. Now, the, I think that, honestly, I'm looking at that list of teams there, and it surprises me to, to think that, wow, the Dragons have got the best shot out of those. Out of those. Now, now I do want to say Dragons so far have bet the Warriors, yep. the Knights and the Tigers, and then the Roosters are their one scout. So like you said, you've got to prove to me that you can beat those bigger teams. Because yep. I, I can go, yeah. Okay, you can definitely beat those teams under you. I'd even argue, you know what? We'll probably go live a little early on Saturday because the Titans and the Dragons are playing each other. So that game's going to be a big question mark for for, both for this answer. For this answer, if the Titans lose that, we can rule them out. Yeah. I'm pretty happy to. If the Dragons lose it and it's competitive, I still wouldn't rule the Dragons out. Yeah. 
But I would say you've got to be winning those games if you're going to be making the top eight because yeah. you haven't proven to me. You can beat the Roosters, which, again, the Roosters have been so up and down that it showed how bad the Titans' war- loss was yeah. this weekend. But we don't talk about the Titans on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but, yes, so I look at that and I honestly go, Dragons Raiders are the only two I could see maybe possibly yeah. jumping off. Other than that, I go, I don't see now. I see the Broncos pushing hard. I see the Rabbits pushing hard. Yeah. I see Cowboys coming back to earth slightly, but I did mention how great Todd Payton, the coach, was back mm-hmm. in there. So I see, you know, that Roosters have their struggles, lost to the Bulldogs, stuff like that. Yeah. I still see the Bulldogs Knights. All those teams below are going to be competitive, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just don't think they can go on enough of a run to make that top eight team now. Top eight team, sorry, top eight. Yep. Agree, disagree? I, I agree with that, yeah. I would say that sort of the, the best chance the, the Dragons or the Raiders have to dislodge someone uh, in the top eight would be uh, the, I mean, it's six, seven, and eight. is Roosters, Sea Eagles, Broncos. I think above that, those five teams are pretty solidly in. Yeah. The pretty solidly, we'll, we'll see them at the end of the season. But uh, Roosters, because they have been so inconsistent, um, as much as this was a good win against the Titans, it was the Titans. Uh, then you've got the Broncos, who they, they're actually getting better and better as the season goes on. So they're probably the the least likely to, to drop out. Um, yeah, if they keep, continue to get going the way they are. So I'm like, yeah. the Rabbits are still going to have a fight. Once Latrell comes yeah. back, everyone can probably hold their horses on the Rabbits, getting, you know, bashed too much. But... I just, there is, a, there is just a little bit of moment, man. That one to nine is going to be hard to yep. break. It is, it is. Yeah. Well, NRL, that's the NRL for you at the moment. Top nine teams are looking good. Other than that, you've got to turn it around. That includes my Titans. That includes Hughes's Dragons. Yes. That includes my New Zealand Heritage Warriors. That includes my suddenly team, the Raiders. Uh, <laughs> I know how to pick them. Let's just say yeah. that. Uh, let's move on quickly to the American sports, which is just the NBA, not much NFL news uh, at the moment. The NBA, Bucks go up 2-1 versus Celtics game tomorrow. Uh, looking good. I still think the Bucks are the favourites in that. Yep. I think if Bucks come out of that with a 4-1, 4-2 victory, they will be looking good for the conference win. Yep. Grizzlies versus Warriors, a very fascinating series at the moment. Ja Morant, uh, Morant, Morant is out, uh, I believe, for the next couple of weeks with an injury, which will mean the Warriors will probably cruise yeah. through to victory. Two uh, one at the moment, but I could see it being a four one four two series. Then the 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 interesting series come alive. Two two in the Sun Suns versus the Mavs, which has been a very physical. Yeah. Although if there was a rule. If, if there was some sport they needed to question the toughness of their league, the NBA does because there's been a couple of very questionable contact calls, technical they're, calls in that. They're learning from uh, from soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, yeah, whichever part of the world you're from. <laughs> they're learning the art of the flop. They really are. They are, and it and it's getting called, and it's just it's a bit ridiculous. But that is a fantastic series. Mavs, I think I picked. I ended up picking up Suns. I can't really remember. Yep. Uh, it is, it'll go down to the wire. I did pick the Suns on that one. I remember that much at least. And then the Heat versus the 76ers. Now I said if Embiid comes back, it's a series. Embiid came back when they're down two nil. Mast Embiid, and they're two all now. So I think as as I said, Embiid is a is a game changer in this series. James Harden had a good game today. Exactly. Can can they push forward? We'll see. Fantastic series there. We'll keep you up to date as they go on. It'll probably be finishing up next week. I imagine those series next Monday will probably get in some of the end, if not the start of the semifinals slash finals, conference finals. Finally, the Formula One. 
Uh, Mad Max got a win in Miami. Uh, bet Charles Kirk and Ch- uh, Carlos Sainz from Ferrari. Uh, a little, it was it was a good race, and again, it was the weekend was built up with a lot of energy because new track, first time in Miami, stars were out, everything like that. Mm. Races weren't quite, you know, used to it. There was going to be it was it was a tough track. There was going to be some crashes. There was probably some safety car, only a couple of crashes. It's still Formula One. The, the hype around this new era was there was going to be more overtaking, more competitiveness. Now, what we've seen between Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen has been very good with the racing but I'm still missing some action. I still want to see more. I wanted to see more teams competing. At the moment, we've got a two-horse race, and it seems like those two are just running away with it. I want to see Mercedes get back in the fold. I want to see more McLarens. I want to see just more, Mm. more, more, more. So hopefully we get more as we go through the season. Again, it's the first season with these new rules, and we will look forward to more kind of competitiveness in the future. I think that is it. I think I've covered everything. EPL, Liverpool dropped some points, and so now it yeah. looks like Man City have have the, the cards against them. They, 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 they have three games left. They have three winnable games left. Should take it out. Yeah, Liverpool, though, are through to the Champions, Champions League, League final, final. Um, against Real Madrid. Madrid. Yes. So that'll be a good one. That comeback against Manchester City for Real Madrid yeah. was quite something to Three goals to in like two minutes or something? Yeah. That's crazy. Two goals, in, two goals in two minutes, and then they scored in the first goal in extra time yeah. in the first few minutes. Uh, it was just, yeah. Again, I, I do, I love sometimes the theatre football. I'm not a big watcher of the game, but when you get a big event, I'll probably end up watching the Champions League, at least the yeah. replay. I watch that. I get up for the internationals. When the World Cup comes around at the end of the year, I will be certainly getting up. Actually, New Zealand has their qualifying game coming up in June, I think it is, June, July, in very early 4am in the morning, which I will be certainly getting up for watch to hopefully New Zealand can make it into the World Cup. Um, to play, they're playing Costa Rica, mm-hmm. so a tough one. But it's better. This year, last time, I don't know if you know, but New Zealand has to make it a bit harder. So yeah. we have to win the Oceania one, and then we play someone quite tough. Last time we played Peru, and we played in Peru, mm. where the stories are incredible. Like, I would love to get a, 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 just a New Zealand footballer on to discuss yeah. his story, because apparently they went there. The Peru fans found out where they were staying, set off fireworks yeah. until 4 o'clock in the morning, and then it was just apparently the most impossible bus trip to the game. I was like, the experience you would have had is there just was incredible. Some, something like that recently as well with another football match where fans were just setting off fireworks around the hotel at 4 a.m. It's crazy. Like, it's another level. How they take it. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, in NFL, they do, like, they, they trip the fire alarms in the hotels and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> that's such a bastard move. You, know? like, <laughs> you just have to be. That's I, how passionate they are. Yeah. Like, NFL, I get it as a bastard move. Like, for football, it's just passion. Like it's not. It's not even. Yeah, imagine what. The, I, I, it'd be fascinating to know from a player like how they prepare for that stuff. Yeah, like do they like, we know we're gonna stuff? get. Yeah, do, you know, everyone's given earplugs or something, or they request soundproof rooms for the hotel or whatever. Like, how do they? How do they prep for that stuff? Hundred percent. I mean, once we once we get a, probably a bit of studio set up, I will I will look to get some guests onto our podcast yeah. and yeah. and make them a bit more evident than me and just Husey just talking here. And maybe we'll get Quade Cooper on one day after. Yeah, that. I'll, he, yeah, Quade, Quade, <laughs> all the trail, or both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he loved a bit of my Quade or Bowden. Yeah. Who, who you went with the Bowden and the mud? It, it, was, the mud it was it was a bit tougher, wasn't a bit, it? A bit tougher. Um, and look, you arguably had. Uh, a less skilled player to kick to, so you had to compensate <laughs> for that as well. Like Quaid had a little bit more leeway on how he could get the ball, where he could get the ball, and because he knew his player would be a little bit faster, could get to the ball a bit more. You had to, you had to compensate for it all, mate. And in the mud and rain as well. Like, yeah, it's just. If you haven't seen this, jump on our Instagram. I did a video where I compared a very similar play of me and Quaid Cooper. Um, 
And you're both very Singapore's. very comparable. You know, New Zealand imports <laughs> making their Australian team better, as I said in my comment, in my judgment on it, really. Um, yeah, so it, the the similarities uh, are all there. And look, if you keep going, mate, one day you could play for the Wallabies. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, but yes, no. Uh, I'll do another one this week with yeah. another play from from my, what I pulled out of the, the bag of tricks that I had. I'm yeah, getting a bit old to, to make superstar-like plays, but I have some tricks left up my sleeve. Mm. Other than that, Podcast number 20, over yep. and out. Yep. Alrighty, Thank you, everyone. talk to you later. Bye. Peace.